But that's my only wish, right? Like something like that, or like I don't know. Like I'm at Lake Tahoe and I saw the sunset and I fucking it was in so much awe. I had a stroke and they found me there. And they found my body days later on the beach or something. That's <laughs> tight, you know what I mean? Give me something cool, like an epic way to end the story, right? So. Um, but yeah, so I, I need to make sure that when that day comes, right, when that day comes, I don't know when it's going to come. I know it's coming, though. I don't know when, though. I need to make sure that my children are definitely taken care of because the one thing that we lack as Hispanics, right, and I would say it's a black and Hispanics. Forbes actually published an article last December, and they said by the year 2053, the black and Hispanic community will actually be in a negative in terms of uh, in terms of ne- uh, a net worth. Right? Not my kids. Yeah, exactly. Not, <laughs> not ours, right? But the reason why is because we become accustomed to the fact that when we die, we don't leave an inheritance. We leave a bill, right? How common is it that when one of us dies, right, we have to do GoFundMes, car washes, sell tacos, and all this stuff like that, right? It's very common, right? It's more common than when someone passes and then that family is like, damn, like, dad left us with, like, enough money to buy our own house cash, we replace. We don't have to worry about income. We don't have to worry about anything. Everything is now moving, right? Like, like, like he accomplished all of his goals in death, even while he was trying to build it in life. You see what I mean? He did everything he said he was going to do. You see, that's the key to, to to financial independence, right? That generational wealth. That's what it is. See, my children are are going to be financially independent, whether I build it in life or whether I die today. It's going to happen for my family. You see, I always say this: think like white people. So we have to think like white. Actually, we have to drink. Not even white people. Because I think white people are like, too general. Think like Jews. Oh, you gotta man. think like the Jews, and that's it. You you see what I mean? You never see Jewish people when they die. They don't struggle financially. Never. That why are they the only generation, the only race out here? Them Jews, Asians, um, and, and Middle Eastern people, right? In in large, when they die, they get better financially. Why? Because of life insurance. There you go. They're all insured. And if they're not insured, then they've already they've already be, they've already hit financial independence, but they don't need insurance. Okay, they're worth more money than what an insurance company would ever insure them for in the first place. <laughs> you see what I mean? They've already created it, so they're constantly focused. Like I, I've met with so many different Jews, right? Yeah. And what I love about them, and when you're when you listen to their conversations, because remember, as Mexicans, we're taught to shut up about three things: we don't talk money, politics, or religion, right? And what's funny is all three of those, we're getting fucked in all three of those categories. Oh, yeah. All three of those categories, we're getting screwed on, right? But when you go to, like, a Jewish home and you're sitting at the dinner table, that's all they talk. It's like that's all they freaking talk, money, politics, and, and it's open. It's not offensive. Why is that? That, it, that it's so open. It's open dialogue for them to just talk about those things. I don't know. Maybe Maybe the mental toughness about it. I feel like with us Hispanics, you know, if you disagree with somebody, it becomes a problem. Yeah. Right, and it's like, why is it a problem? You can't respect my my opinion. I don't think it has to do with mental toughness. I think it has what to do you? with intelligence. Because oh. I could sit in front of somebody that has a different perspective on something, but because I'm an intelligence man, I don't I don't take offense to your to your views. I can see your perspective as an intelligent man, but if I'm an in, uh, if I'm an in, uh, if I'm a moron, okay, I can't see another perspective. I have a one world view of of, of life. Yeah, but I notice that with intelligent people and people that have open dialogue about these things, as I said, with Jews, they're smart when it comes to these things. You see, it's not a stereotype; it's actually a good thing for them. Oh yeah, you see, it's it's a great thing for them. I just wish Hispanic families would adopt that that culture because we're taught to be the workers of society, yep. and we can't question the, the the theory of a job. 
We can't question those things like that. Oh, no. When you're 18, you go to work and work, 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 and you put your money in the mattress and this, this, and that. And don't trust don't trust financial institutions. Don't trust the system, this, this, and that. You work and pay your taxes, and then, uh, you know, basically your money that you have saved up, that'll last you until it doesn't anymore. And then the youngest child in your family is going to take care of you when you retire. Yeah. You see and that a lot. It. Exactly. It happens way too often. You see? So I always say this. Think, think like them. When you die, your family should be way better off financially than worse off. You see what I mean? Yeah, they're going to mourn over you because nobody wants to lose their father or husband or loved one. Nobody wants to do that. But at the end of the day, though, I'd rather have my kids crying a Lamborghini than crying a fucking, like, like be homeless. Does that make sense? <laughs> Hell yeah. If they're going to cry, cry, cry because, like, you cry because you miss me, not because you, you're, you're disappointed in me. Of course. Like, I wish my dad would have just did the right thing, and now we're over here begging to bury him, and then after we're done burying him, we have to worry about the fact that how do we keep a roof over our head? Yeah. That's not okay. You know what? And I agree with that. But going back, you know, to the recession, mm-hmm. right? You know, we got to protect, we got to ensure our income, we got to make sure to have a living will. Number one, that was step one, right? right? Protecting you from death, protecting your family, protecting your income. Yeah. Now, what is the next step? Oh, that's, now we put in the sexy stuff, right? This is all the glamour and the glitter and everything people love, right? So we're going to start with emergency funds, right? We want to make sure we have a solid emergency fund, three to six months of expenses. That's it. Your expenses go up, your emergency fund should get bigger, and that's it, right? And then we want to eliminate all of our debt. If you're debt-free, then go on to the next step. If you're not debt-free... Eliminate that debt, okay? Why? Because we need to free up your monthly income. With that monthly income, you're going to open up your Roth IRA. If you work a 9 to 5, you should have a 401k set up. If they don't offer 401k, then just focus on your Roth IRA. That's it. You see what I mean? Um, You know, and um, outside of that, you should have a short-term investment account, which you could put as much money into it as you you can. At the end of the day, whether you have a 401k or not, you should have a short-term mutual fund account set up, and you should be thinking about being a property owner at some point. Now, let's say someone has a 401k right now, mm-hmm. right? And could they roll it over to a Roth IRA if they started? If they started, like, could they, you know, you sent 6500 right. If they started a Roth IRA, right, they take some of your advice, they start right. a Roth IRA, are they able to, to take 6500 from the from the 401k and transfer it to the Roth IRA? It would have to go into a traditional IRA. Okay. Yeah, you could do it into a Roth, but then there's other rules and stuff that could happen with that and you're probably gonna end up losing money that will just transfer into a traditional ira the reason why is because remember with the roth ira you're using after-tax dollars right so because it's after-tax dollars the IRA says okay we've already taxed this money so we're not going to tax it later on whereas with the 401k your contributions are tax deferred which means that you wrote you we didn't tax you on that money we actually allowed you to write reduce your taxable income because your contributions Basically, you were able to write those off, right? Okay. So we're going to tax it later on down the line. Anyone can get that tax write-off before we, we continue? Yeah, anybody can get that write-off. So basically, like with your 401k, right, the best thing about the 401k is, is like right now, you can put at least $23,000 into a 401k, write that off completely. So if for those that are listening, right, and if you work a 9-to-5 job, you should definitely be considering rolling into that 401k immediately. Why? Because... Well, that's $23,000 that you get to keep rather than give to, you know, the government. You know, I want to say where it goes to, but it's it's it, it's going to the government. It's an establishment, man. There it's... you go. Because we already know that these guys that are established politicians and everything like that, right? These guys are not – there's no such thing as an honest politician. There's They don't exist. 
You see what I mean? At best, you can hold them to the fucking gunpoint, and that's it. You know what I mean? And that keeps them as honest as it can go. But at the end of the day, though, these people that are career politicians that already established that went in dead broke right after college, I want to be a career politician, or that, that, they end up multimillionaires by the time they leave off a salary that pays them hundred grand a year. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Numbers don't add up. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. You know, you look at any politician. When they first came in, what was their net worth? And when they got out, you know, after, let's say, one term as a senator, what is their net worth now? They were greased up. You see what I mean? Like, like literally greased up. So there's no such thing as an honest politician. So if you're saying, well, we all have to pay taxes. I don't have to pay. I don't pay tax. I haven't paid taxes. I was 18 years old. I paid taxes one time in my life. One time in my life. And that was when I was 18 years old, my first year in the Army. After that, when I got mentored by Robert Kiyosaki, and I realized I don't have to pay income taxes. <laughs> I don't have to pay. As long as I own a business, I don't have to pay income taxes. Power real estate. There you go. And I started buying property, and I started writing everything off. All my money in the military was a tax write-off. I was buying property when I was in Iraq. When I was in Baghdad, my second deployment, they used to make they used to crack jokes about me. They used to call me the Cheshire Cat from Alice in Wonderland. Right? You know, like the cat that pops in and just says, like, some cool shit that, like, it's, like, epic, and then he just disappears? Yeah. That was, like, me. Like, it would be, like, this epic stuff going on. Like, where the fuck is Sergeant Roy about this, this, and that? And I, you, I was nowhere to be found. I was cutting hair somewhere in Baghdad. Like, I was, like, I was like <laughs> smoking, like, hookah and stuff in, like, the village at, at the bazaars and shit. You know what I mean? And just, like, like selling cigarettes and stuff. I was, I was in my own world, basically. You know what I mean? So you became... An entrepreneur, you had a little side hustle during your deployment? Bro, I, everywhere I went in the military in Iraq, I, it was called Big Roy Ball's Barbershop. I swear to God, every post I was at, I always built a little barbershop and everything. It was cool. <laughs> Legit, when I, I actually had keys to a real barbershop that was built in Baghdad. I got to show you pictures of it, dude. You'll love it, man. <laughs> it was legit keys in the compound and everything, right? And it was a trip. Check this out. When we withdrew from Iraq, the last deployment, and uh, it was the last person. It was uh, my, but he's actually in the army store and he's a warrant officer now, right? And uh, it was cool. At the time, he was Sergeant Woodruff. Now he's, you know, he's uh, Mr. Woodruff, right? And uh, actually, we got to give him a shout out on this. So he's going to love this story. After I cut his hair, I swear to God, bro, like I was cutting his hair. I was like, dude, these clippers are like, like it, the power was like, like, like going like, like weird, right? I was just crazy. So I finished up his haircut, shaved him, and as soon as we closed the shutters, it was my last haircut. We were like, we we're we we're done with Baghdad. As soon as I closed the door, all of a sudden you hear like pop, and like the like the 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 wires basically caught fire all the way through. We're like holy shit, the whole barbershop burnt down. Wow! And I was like, that is a trip, dude. Like this was like this was like this is like like sacrilegious right here. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> after your haircut, like the whole thing burnt down, chair everything. That was crazy. So I got sponsored by Wall, right? And so I, I, I started giving Wall, like, the, you know, the Clipper company. Um, I was giving them, like, shout-outs when I was in Iraq. I was, like, in uniform cutting hair and stuff. So because I did that, they sent me, a, like, a barber chair. They sent me, like, a bunch of, like, barber equipment and everything. I was like, dude, this is, like, dope. Dude. I got, like, a, like, like thousands of dollars with the free barber kit, you know, gear, right? And uh, so I got sponsored. Well, that's why I'm biased towards Wall because uh, they, they hooked me up when I was out there. And I was just sending a pit. Honestly, I'm probably on posters and shit I've never <laughs> even seen before that Wall was advertising, right? And so, uh, but yeah, so, but it was funny. The funniest part about that story, though. So remember, I have all this money that's unaccounted for, right? And because I, I was charging people out there, right? Every time I'd come home, I'd have like twenty, forty thousand dollars in cash. How the how the fuck do you sneak in twenty, forty thousand dollars in cash? Right? It's like twenties and like if we were in hundreds out there, you know what I mean? You're smuggling money. Yeah, dude. So I had like money and like all sorts. I had my soldiers smuggling in money and stuff. It was oh it God. was dope, bro. Like again, it was so much fun. And then everybody knew I was doing it, which was cool as hell. Nobody said <laughs> shit because like, dude, that's just rival. Like, just leave that fool alone. Like, I had a pass for everything. So when I was out there in Baghdad, right? Get back to the story. I was buying property was out when I was uh, when I was um, in Baghdad, right? I was buying property in El Paso. I had a whole team running and everything. It was badass, right? 
And they'll be like, yo, Roy, but how many terrorists did you catch? And I'll be like, none. How many properties did you buy? Two. <laughs> like, they used to crack jokes. Like, because I had a whole team running out there, right? Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, it was, it, you know, when I learned about, you know, when I learned about income taxes and everything, I, I tried, I, I did everything I could to learn how rich people don't pay income taxes. Yeah, of course. You see what I mean? And that's why, that's why you have to be a business owner. So if you're working a nine to five, there's nothing wrong with working a nine to five, feed your family any way you can. But you need to develop a game plan now to stop to get out of that system, get out of that rat race. You see get out I mean? of the matrix. Yeah, get out of that matrix. You see what I mean? You don't have to pay income taxes. You don't have to be another uh, you know uh, cog in the wheel. You don't have to be that person. We and, choose to. Yeah, and if you guys want to learn more, don't stay prepared and stay tuned for Kevin from Certified Taxes. That's going to be an upcoming little crash course on taxes and stuff like that. But nice. bro, let's get back on track. You know, yeah, I yeah. love the stories, bro. We're having a great time. Yeah. But let's get back on track, right? You said to be debt-free. What is the next step after that? After that, then you're focused on retirement and short-term goals. Your short-term goals could be anything. It could be, I want to buy a house. I want to buy a car. I want to build a business. I want college savings for my kids. Um, it, I have clients that set up, uh, what's it called, short-term accounts for um, to buy tits and BBLs and stuff. You know what, what I mean? It is what it is. Like, I, <laughs> it's your role. We're just living in it, right? <laughs> So I have clients that buy stuff. My job is not to tell you what to buy. It's just to make sure you don't go into debt for those things. You see what I mean? Okay. Like you want a new pair of tits, pay cash. You see what I mean? Like, 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 at least you can say you own them. You know what I mean? You don't want to like put a Bank of America sticker on there. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) owned by Chase. Yeah, owned by Chase. You see what I mean? You don't want that. Pay cash. You see. So my job is just to get you to achieve your financial goals without bankrupting yourself to do it. You see what I mean? So if you want whatever it is, it could be anything. Do it in a way where you're not financing it, you see? And on top of that, you should look outside the box, outside of your nine-to-five job of making one way of money. You should look outside of that and to start developing other sources of income. For example, I have one source of income right now. That is my business. You see what I mean? I make money in financial services, right? So my ultimate goal is to do land development, right? I want to buy land and I want to build housing on that land and i want to sell each parcel off you see but in order to do that you need some big bucks oh yeah bro if you ever become like grand cardombo give me a call there you go you see so that's the ultimate goal right there is to do that i'm just in a vehicle right now that is getting me to there much sooner does that make sense yeah but in two by by the end we already i already have the the date set up by january 2025 this is where i'm going to be at and this is the new course. I'll have my financial business running itself entirely independent of me. My job in two years from now is just to stand on top, uh, on top of a stage and be like, you could do it. You can do it. You see what I mean? That's my job. <laughs> I want people to look at me like, oh, that guy runs a pyramid scheme. You see what I, mean? I want to be that guy. Because when I first got into the business, I was like, oh, that guy runs a pyramid scheme. Like, for reals? You see what I mean? So <laughs> I want to be that guy now when I'm on stage going, you could do it. You could do it. You could do it. Oh, he runs a pyramid scheme. Yeah, whatever, dude. Because I heard that when I first came in. Yeah. You see what I mean? So I want to be that guy now. That's my only work in terms of the financial business now. Outside of that, I'm in a vehicle now to take me to the next level. See, we, I want to have fun coupon money. It's one thing to create financial independence and be wealthy, but it's another thing to have fun coupon money. The the um, the famous fuck you money. There that's you what it, it is. It is. <laughs> it's the fuck you money. You yeah, see what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, oh, that's not like, like it, it's like I said, it's, it's the fuck you money. Yeah. I want that now. That's what we're, that's, that's the goal. Bro, that's the, always the end goal. The fuck you money is always the end goal. Like, yes. 
people don't realize like fuck you money doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna offend somebody or anything like no, that. No, no 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 what it means is i can do whatever the hell i want to do i am entirely free yeah because the thing is is that when it comes down to this right if we eliminate the money and everything like that i'm not chasing money what i am chasing is freedom freedom that's it. I want to be able to go where I want, when I want, and have the best of everything. Not only that, but you mentioned you have kids. Mm-hmm. So that means if you have the freedom, you can spend as much time with your kids. You can see, you can go to their baseball games. You know, instead of yeah. being stuck at work for overtime, yeah. you're at the game. You know, the, you're the, the, I don't know, the, the role, soccer mom or something. I don't know. The role that I, you know what makes me so proud about being an entrepreneur and being a father is that the role that I grew up in and my surroundings and everything my children will never even knew that type of world even exists. Like that sounds like barbaric to them. Oh, dude, I'm I'm the same way. I, that that's the reason why we want to move out of state eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, is like we want to get out of LA. Yeah, right? we're in LA, so we want to get out of that because I don't want my kids growing up the way I grew up, seeing the things I seen. Right. You know, I don't. I want them to not even know a thing about that. They they're gonna know about it. Like you know, oh look. This is how it is yeah. out there, blah, 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 blah. But they'll never grow up in it. They'll never yeah. see what I've seen or anything like right. that, bro. Like, I don't want my kids walking to school with a tweaker almost yeah. passed out right there on the sidewalk. Right. Know? That's yeah. the stuff I used to And then you know the tweaker's name? Yeah, you bro. You see what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> like uh, growing up, there's a, there's a street right here called Gaffy. Yeah, and uh, there was this uh, AZ, <laughs> the Gaffy lady, the Gaffy lady. Everyone knew her. Yeah. Um, there was a guy at, by my middle school. We used to call him Dollar Boy because <laughs> he used to be like uh, he, he was disabled, so he always had cash. Yeah, you know, disability. Yeah, he always had cash. He would show it off. So we were like, oh, that's Dollar Boy. Yeah, because yeah. he always had a bunch of dollar bills. Like he would show it off. Yeah, I remember you know being the little. Ghetto kids we were when we were growing up, we used to be like, hey, should we rob them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rob Dollar Boys? Well, the thing up. is, is that, like, it's not really yeah. messed up, bro. He would be showing it off. Oh, look, I got all this money. He was yeah. a weirdo, you know? Yeah. And we were like, man, we'll just snatch that and run. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, we were so scandalous as, like, kids, right? We had a friend. His name was Lefty. He was born without a left hand. And that's how he got his nickname, Lefty. You see what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, like, I, I feel you on that, dude. Like, your handicap was your nickname. You know what I mean? And then everybody had nicknames. You see, you know but I mean? this guy was in our age, bro. He was, like, some, like, he was just some disability like guy like he was just a weirdo bro he was a weirdo i'd like honestly like cops seeing him they would have probably like pulled him over and they questioned him like That's why funny. are you talking to kids you know but like us being the like like we weren't innocent like yeah. you know, we knew like oh he's a tweaker and stuff like that yeah. you know and and we, we would, you know we'll mess with him and stuff like that but we never did anything bad to him yeah um but yeah no we dude he, i don't want my kids around that yeah you don't want them exposed to that like it's funny when we talk about it, if you come from that world right it's funny to talk about those things but in reality bro growing up in a ghetto environment is oh. not bro i didn't understand check this out i didn't understand that the way that i grew up was not normal until i joined the army dude no 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 I didn't understand why the hell when I would go in other plates places here in California, I'd be like, "Why is your neighborhood so clean? Why is there grass on the sidewalks? Yeah. Why? Why are these houses bigger than mine? Yeah. You know, why are these lots bigger than mine? And then, and then I would go and I'd be like, "Why isn't there taggings? Yeah. Like I'd be so confused, right? Yeah. And then it's funny because we would go to I would say. Um, even though I grew up, like, lower middle class um, and, like, well, a little bit low income. Like, it was kind of, like, yeah. you know, up and down. Yeah. Um, I would say when we would go to, like, middle, middle, middle class to higher middle class, I yeah. would think that was, like, rich. I was, like, oh, damn, you guys are rich. And then everyone would be, like, no, we're not rich. We're middle class. And I'm, like, well, damn, then I'm lower class. Yeah, so that's, like, you're rich. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. You know what? You know that yeah. feeling? Like, if we would go, right, right, I grew up in San Pedro. We would go to, like, Lakewood. Yeah. I'd be, like, damn, Lakewood is nice. Like, yeah. 
damn, you could be out in the street at night and not worry about a thing. People are jogging. Yeah, like people jogging at night. You, yeah. get, you, you If you were a kid, you could still play soccer on the street. Yeah. I'm like, damn, my mom would tell me to go in because, you know, there might be a guy in Drunk on the, on the yeah. street, just about to run you over. Yeah. You know? No, but in our neighborhoods, it's like, not even cars are out at that night. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And there's a car out, it's like, drive by. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I never grew up that ghetto. It was, I wasn't that, like, we weren't that ghetto. We're, 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 pretty much where I grew up, there was more tweakers. It was more like a drug oh, yeah, issue. Yeah. Like, there was just a bunch of tweakers. Actually, on my yeah. neighborhood, man, RIP this guy. His name was Oscar. Uh-huh. He was a tweaker, man. Rest in peace, man. Rest his soul. He was a great guy, though. But he, the thing about the reason why I'm saying this is because he was a tweaker, but he always protected the neighborhood. Yeah, right. The 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 street. Uh, he was ne- a neighborhood yeah. watch. Exactly, exactly, yeah. bro. The street over, their cars just to get broken onto the street over there. They, their, <laughs> their cars. Are, hey, tell me if, if any of our cars on our block ever got. Nope. Because yeah. Oscar was there, and like since he was all like like he was all connected <laughs> with his all little tweaker friends, he'd probably tell me, "Hey, not on this yeah. block. This is this is where my mama lives." You know, we had a neighborhood drunk that was like that. You yeah, know? he was a tweaker. He was a neighborhood drunk, and he was like the him and a, a, another group of like neighborhood drunks. Yeah, they would uh, what's it? They were the they were the neighborhood watch and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they were just... terrible. And then one day they got their ass beat, which was funny. So <laughs> <laughs> no, with Oscar, bro. Like one time I was going to work, right? Because I'm a mobile detailer, as many of you guys know. Um, and I get there, and this guy's just laying there on the sidewalk. And the hell hey oscar you good <laughs> he was drunk at that yeah, time yeah. He, he you know he was like either he was tweaking or he was drunk yeah and um i duty i swear to you he was just sleeping there and then all of a sudden i just see a puddle <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh dude i was like and then that's when some of his family members came out picked him up took yeah. him inside to clean him up and i was just like oh my god <laughs> but man you know great podcast great stories we had a yeah. great time you know um any final words, any final advice, tips and tricks for people? Yeah, so basically what I would do is this, right? If, if people are out there looking to get, you know, financial, uh, setting up their blueprint, right? Don't try to Google it and everything. You're going to get so many different opinions on that, right? And this was my gift to uh, all your viewers and everything, right? Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually build a free financial blueprint for all of your viewers, right? And so they can go ahead and look me up on Instagram or they could, you know, text me directly. We'll set up a whole game plan for them, right? Um, so if they want to text me, my number is 909-434-4567. And if they want to shoot me a message on Instagram, they can go ahead and uh, message me directly and find me at, um, at Mr. M-R underscore um, R-O-Y-B-A-L. And what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to set up an entire financial blueprint for them, entirely complimentary for, um, you know, on behalf of your show. Appreciate it, man. And um, what we're going to do is I'm actually going to build based off their actual income and their budget. We're going to create a budget based off their income. And we're going to create a blueprint that's going to help them get to financial independence, right? And because this is totally free. It's entirely free. It's wow. entirely free. They don't have to pay for anything at all. So as long as they text me or, you know, message me directly and let me know that they're coming from your podcast. Latin Wealth Club. Exactly. So then as soon as we know that they're coming from there, we're going to set up a, um, you know, a game plan for them. And then we're just going to start moving forward. Because the truth is, is that other than, you know, we're, we're designing the financial house, right? We're framing it, Right. Everybody's financial goals are different. Everybody's income's different. They're taxed out. There's too many different factors. That's a generalization. So as long as they reach out, we're going to build a free blueprint for them, and then we're going to get them on the right path based off where they're at financially. Wow, man. Well, you know what, bro? Thank you for the gift. That gift is amazing, dude. Yeah. Like, not I, not everyone would be doing that for you guys, you know? Um, I think AZ might be interested in something maybe like that or maybe yeah. trying to figure out maybe yeah. how he, he could help. Because, you know, like I said, he's a dividend investor. Yeah. You know, definitely. we're both young guys. We're both just trying yeah. to... 
um, I'm not in the matrix, you know. Um, AZ, he's kind of in and out, but you know, we got to get them all the way out, you know. Yeah. And that's the goal here. We the goal here is to get all my viewers out of the matrix, you know, take control of your life, take control of your income, you know, all money and no money out. Stay dedicated, stay dedicated, stay motivated. This is your your boy MP and uh, Richard. Thank you very much, man. Yeah, thank you, bro. I appreciate you having me on. Thank oh you. yeah, man. Anytime. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.